This is a message from the emergency alert system. This is not a test. The following message is issued by the request of United States government. Our planet is under attack by an unknown extraterrestrial force. All attempts to stop this attack have failed. Radiation levels have reached lethal limits. Seek immediate underground shelter if possible. Remain inside until you received other instructions from government officials. This is not a test. Welcome to The Pattern is Full, a podcast exploring the unknown. We are your hosts, Dan and Dave. From past to future, we'll take you on a journey of discovery and surprise. Every episode, we'll uncover hidden patterns and extraordinary tales that will question what you know and challenge what you think you know. From ancient mysteries to cutting-edge science, get ready to explore the unknown. So join us as we dive deep into the depths of the metaphysical and unknown. Come along and let's see what we can discover together. Hey, welcome to The Pattern is Full. I'm Dan. I'm Dave. You're here for another fun-filled night of adventure, mystery. You know, it's going to start start it out like it's a uh, one of them dinner theaters where we're going to solve a murder by the end of the show. Hey, that would be all right. Uh, all right, that'd be fun. I've never been to a mystery theater, dinner, or whatever. What about you? I have. I've oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I've done one couple times that's pretty good oh yeah that's cool you know we went up uh, a few years ago um, uh, for our anniversary to that um, oh it's uh, somewhere in Kentucky up where the, you can ride that dinner train um, oh the, the yeah there's like Bardstown. a yeah Bardstown there's a there's a train up there and you ride it and you eat eat dinner and you know have some drinks and then they just bring you back to, to where you got on the train and uh, one of their big things were like one night a month they do a mystery uh, thing on the train and it's really cool you can get up on the train and walk around while it's moving and everything you know I mean, yeah. so I, I think it would be cool I always said I wanted to do one but never have uh, yeah they're a lot of they can be a lot of fun um, I've done them a couple of times and I remember one I did when I was in college. I can't really remember when the other one was, but yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. I'd recommend it if you get the chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, as last time I busted out a bunch of randomness because uh, Dave here was, uh, I don't know. I I didn't know if he was going to turn into a zombie on us or. um, Under the weather. Yeah, yeah. You were back ready to roll the next night, and I just had so much going on that I just couldn't. Couldn't make it up here to Mission Control to get behind the old microphone, right. so um, I just uh, blabbled on. We still we need to get back together though, and uh, I guess we need to do that randomness show. 
with both of us talking because I had some really cool Bigfoot stuff I wanted to talk about. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, I'm, um, uh, I don't know. You know, I'm still on the fence on Bigfoot, but uh, I don't know. I thought you were all uh, way on the other side of the fence. Oh, I, I, I mean, I am. I just... <laughs> I am really, but, you know, I like to call it like I'm not, so... Uh, oh, yeah, me and Bigfoot's hung out and ate some beef jerky together before. Jack's Lake. Uh, and in no way do we sponsor them. They, But if they want to be a sponsor, hit us up, Jack's Lake. We'll talk about Sasquatch. <laughs> Shave him up and call him Bigly. There you go. He could be, uh, be Larry Bigly. <laughs> Larry Joe Bigly. He could be a good replacement for somebody that we currently are... About to lose out of our lives. That's right. That's right. Well, he'll still be in it. He'll just be a distant figure. Um, so anyway, what's been going on with you since last time we talked? I know I've seen you uh, a few times this week, but... Yeah. I just, you know, the usual man, just uh, always doing the doom scroll thing on Reddit and on uh, TikTok, looking at all the weird... Um, you know, conspiracy theory, uh, alien, uh, everything, just all that stuff is, I guess I must look at a lot of it because that's what comes up most of the time when I'm on those sites. Yeah, me too, me too. Um, I'm going to throw a little plug in there if you're looking for some um, vintage toys or some good comic books. uh, uh, check out uh, Borderland Comic Book Facebook page and website. Which, what's the website on that? Borderlandshow.com. There you go. Uh, the, the Facebook page is also uh, just Borderland Show. Borderland Show on Facebook. We got uh, all kind of a cool vintage toys and comic books right. that you can purchase. And way more that that's not even pictured. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're inter- interested in anything, uh, shoot us a message here, uh, patternersfullpodcast.com. Absolutely. Hit us on social media. Um. So let's get rolling. You got a news? You, do you have a news article this week or a news story? Something new? Uh, not not this week. No. Okay. Well, I have got from May the eleventh. <clears throat> and this happened in the British skies. Um, let me, uh, before I get started, I forgot to talk about my drink of choice tonight. And it is, um, ah, I see the rainbows. Ah, just a Michelob Ultra. Ah. But my round two is going to be a Killian's, Killian's Red. I have got one. Ah. All frosted up, real nice to have here uh, before we finish talking. So, what about you? I noticed you had the big mug there, Dave, with the it's, big mug. It's just some bush light. That's right. I've got some. I've got one of those too. So, um, anyway, in uh, the British sky, there was an eerie black vertical line. Saw uh, this week. Uh, I, I did see a picture of that. Yeah, I saw it several times, and I literally, probably the first two or three times I looked at it, thought it was just some kind of crazy 
clickbait, right? So I didn't even mess with looking at it. I just, um, and then finally it came up and it was, um, it was actually like a, a news source and I don't remember what news source it was that I thought, oh, well, they're not like somebody I've never heard of. So I clicked on it and looked at it. It is the craziest looking thing I have ever seen. Uh, you can see it on Twitter. Somebody called at underbelly two underscore zero posted. The name of their Twitter account is Hidden Underbelly. Uh, they um, photographed it. It's a strange black line photographed in Folkestone, Kent on May the 10th at 8.05. The witness stated the building at the bottom of the black line is Eurotunnel and when I saw it it lasted about four minutes so it is really crazy it looks like it's kind of at the top of a mountain peak maybe it's not maybe not a mountain like a big hill and it shoots straight into the sky um, there are some clouds that day but it looks pretty um, you know it's it's like a few little floating clouds but you can you can see really well there's no, there's no clouds and whatever it is it looks like it shoots straight into the clouds and it's just like a black vertical line and goes straight up into space the earth spray yeah, straight up into the sky it's like a rope like, I don't know what well, now, if you look at the actual picture, it looks more like a black shadow going okay. up into the sky. Um, that's why I found that the, the Twitter post had a the really good picture of the actual photograph of it. I mean, it's kind of crazy. It looks like it comes out of the top of a hill, and it's shooting straight into the sky. And it looks like they reached, you know, they contacted military bases, and they done all this stuff, and... Um, like nobody uh, nobody could uh, figure out what it was uh, it's it's got it's almost got to be some kind of weird um, shadow it's, I mean I mean I've seen things like that um, at the sunset you know occasionally especially if you've got clouds um, you know you can see the shading on the clouds as the sun goes down but well, nothing like this. I mean, it's almost a clear sky from what I can see. Yeah, and the, the response team, I guess, you know, they called authorities or whatever. And I, and I, I guess the response team that uh, responded, uh, uh, they, they have suggested that the black line you can see in the photos are actually shadows of contrails from aircraft due to a curvature of the earth. Horseshits, what I say. <laughs> That's become my name. There ain't no damn contrail. I mean, first of all, why would it be going... Why is it a perfectly vertical line straight up? I mean, you know what I'm saying. It, it, it's well, Maybe I'm looking at the, long, the wrong one. It's, it looks almost like a... I mean, it goes straight up, but it's almost like a V-shape. I'm going to send it. lines up at the top like, it, like it was, the shadow would expand out. Uh... No, this uh, this looks pretty much straight. Oh, wait, wait, maybe this is it. 
But I'm fixing to send it to you. Uh, okay, okay. Maybe I'm going to try to. I'm going to... I know they locked our chat down or something. I don't... There it is. Maybe. Check that out. That's, um... It's really cool looking. And then you can read a little bit more about it. Uh, and then you, there's some... Uh, Okay. Other okay. pictures. Maybe that's different. I did not see that. Um, yeah, and then there's other pictures down at the bottom of what shadows of contrail lines actually look like. And, yeah, I don't know. Huh. Very interesting. Yeah, it's... There's it's one photo there, and I'm like, you know, there's like a flagpole or something to the right. It almost looks like a... A shadow from the flagpole in the sky, maybe. You know, yeah, right. Right, it does. It's like the Truman Show. There's, there's a, you know, they, they hit the ceiling there. Yeah, I mean, it really does. You know, I've never watched the Truman Show, so I'm. I'm oh, you need to watch really, it. Really, um, I'm really. Um, definitely need to, need to check it out at least one time. Yeah, um, but anyway, this uh, website that I just sent you, which is uh, metabunk.org, it's got a lot of, it's got a lot of the. Um, I don't know a lot of good pictures in it, but it, I guess they're trying to debunk it on this website. But I, I mean, I don't know what there is to debunk. It's just a strange thing, and I, I've never seen anything like that. And then uh, if you go on down at the bottom of that, it try to it tries to show a uh, flight. Uh, it's got the flight and the the around the same time that went through there. So I don't know. I mean, it yeah, it could just very well be the. Um, the way you're looking at it, the angle the photo was taken, but it's pretty cool looking. Sure. I mean, I, I'm I'm assuming you know a contrail can leave a shadow. Obviously, they've got pr plenty of pictures to prove that. Uh, but to me, it's strange, it's mysterious, and it's unexplainable. So <laughs> that's just yeah. how I feel about it. <laughs> so. Uh, Anyway, um, oh, I'm on one of these um, type 15 words before something starts to appear on my screen stages at the moment. So, anyway, that was what I had for a news article tonight. I had a couple other things, but I was trying to find my thing. Operation High Jump. Um, which goes back to, I guess it actually starts, if you t start talking about the pilot, to fly over the North Pole. Did you know that? Probably, I think so. Yeah, in, the, in like 1926, uh, he flew over the North Pole. Uh, i got to back up going, so. Uh, but yeah, Admiral Byrd, <coughs> Project <coughs> High Jump, Operation High Jump. Uh, he was the first person this Lord hold on I don't know what I got going on just a second Dave I've got some computer jumping around and <clears throat> all right I think we're good I don't know I just my thing popped up and said my computer was no longer recording but it said not to worry about it because you were recording so we're good if there's a if there's a glitch there I'll try to get it out I'll I'll check what about the 
14 minute mark at this point. So, um, so to me, it was a little bit confusing because Operation High Jump was led by Richard E. Bird's. The diary, and this will come later, but there's a yes that had a bunch of information in it. But that is actually the diary of the the first, the Admiral Richard E. Byrd that did all the um, original exploration. So I, I just I've been trying to keep that straight because um, well, it's hard. I mean, they have almost exactly the same name, and they, when you're when you're looking for information on them, you get mm. a mixture of both. And I've probably done that a little bit. So. Richard Byrd, the original, flew over the North Pole in the 1920s, but then later was in Operation High Jump in the 1940s, correct? Well, no. I think that he actually then did have an Antarctic expedition, Antarctica expedition, and he did do, you know, fly over there. Then his son was the one that led the Operation High Jump expedition. Was he also an admiral? Huh? Was he also an admiral? Maybe. Possibly. Yeah, very probably. So, um, in they were in the Navy. Uh, one thing I read that um, the youngest who was a, the, one of the youngest to ever be um, a, a, an admiral in uh, the Navy uh, at the time he was made admiral, admiral he was the actual first the youngest person that had ever been an admiral in the Navy um, and I also read that there was a um, well, anyway, let's tell the story, I guess, before we start all these yeah, details. Yeah, because you, you actually brought it to my attention, so I, I wanted to, I, I just was telling, basically I brought that up because I was just looking at something and I realized the diary that they talk about is actually the diary of the first Admiral Byrd. It's not the second guy, it's the first one and what he found. So okay. that's, I, I was getting confused about that. Okay, so I think I think the story I've got is all about the first Admiral okay. Byrd. Uh, and I mean, I've just looked it back up, all the documents I've got here, and it looks like he was the first the first one, and it is his diary. Maybe this the, the other one is the one that, um, uh, what do you call it? He's the one that... Uh, it, uh, Gave the diary, made it public. No, that dude. So, Richard E. Byrd the Third was part of the Antarctic expedition called Operation High Jump. That was in 1947. Okay. 1946-47. So his father, in like 1920s or 20, you know, whatever that was, did the exploration of the Arctic and the Antarctic. Okay. Okay. But his diary is the one that's then referred to later. It's it's actually the elder, the first Richard. 
so that's probably why when I was researching this, I found uh, conflicting stories. Yes. Because I found yeah, conflicting I stories. Just a few minutes ago, I put that together, that the diary. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. You go yeah, ahead. We are. Okay, so... Um, so uh, Operation High Jump, it was also called Task Force 68. Yes. And um, it happened in 1946-1947. And the original mission was... Um, See, here's another thing that I find that there's some conflicting stories on. Uh, one of it says the objective is to train personnel and equipment in frigid conditions. Uh, but the real story behind it is they basically thought Germans, and they didn't think it, they knew it, that Germans went to Antarctica and was setting up some type of base down in Antarctica. So... Their mission was to go down there, basically figure out what the Germans were doing, and um, you got to think in the forties, dude was a kind of a. I mean, flying was people were flying everywhere, but it was still a risky. Uh, you're kind of a pioneer of your age yeah, at that point. Like yeah, yeah. So you're kind of a pioneer of your of the ages, and then you're. Um, so they they go to uh, they go to Antarctica. The team. Um, the gist of the story is they on their mission that at some point while they were in Antarctica they fought some type of a battle. From what I understand, did you did you read anything like that? I didn't see that part. Okay, there was some type of a, a, a battle that they fought, uh, but the. What I what got my attention is that um, uh, Richard Byrd, Admiral Byrd himself, actually um, started having uh, navigation problems. He was on the radio. He started having navigation problems. He was calling back to um, calling back to base or talking to you know whoever on the radio, and he was saying. You know, my gauges are going crazy. They're spinning out of control. I don't know what's going on. And then all of a sudden, he says, well, now I'm seeing something that I shouldn't see. There's there's gr a green pasture in front of me, uh, a green meadow. Uh, I, I, look, I look starboard. There's a, a huge uh, forest to my starboard side um i see a, a a stream or a river running down the middle of this and uh and then he he starts to to um he starts to complain that um he's starting to feel like the controls on his plane are not responding correctly uh and then at this time, he still has radio contact, but then he reports that two other flying objects have moved up beside him. They're disc-shaped. He then reports that he sees a very 
shiny lit up city. Right. And at seeing that city, the two objects beside him, he loses complete control of his plane. And then the engine stops on the plane. He tries to regain control of the plane, move it, but nothing's working. But somehow he is still flying. But he has no control over his plane and the engine is not running. The part that he says at the end as he looks over at the crafts that are beside him, the flying disc-shaped crafts that are beside him, and he sees swastikas on them. Okay, so I, I didn't see swastikas. I, said, I saw that it said he saw German. It looked like a German cross. Ah, well, see, I read on the one I read, and uh, I think the one I read was on the Smith, Smithsonian Museum site. Um, uh, but he saw he saw the signs, and then either way, there were some type of German symbol on these crafts. He saw a city. He was in the middle of Antarctica, which is basically an ice desert, and he saw greenery everywhere and uh, that is a very scary werewolf behind you um, greenery everywhere a river and a city right. and then he lo- the the uh, the base loses radio contact with him for over three hours and his perspective of it is uh, when he gets back into radio contract contact, his perspective of it is like fifteen to thirty minutes, right? And there's apparently there's no way he could have used that much fuel in three hours. They thought he you've crashed, he's gone. There's no radio contact. We need to start looking for him. And then he just kind of appears right back in the. Um, um, he just appears right back in the um, where he was, but the, the the green grass and all that stuff's gone. He's back in the icy, whatever you call it, the icy phenomenon. Um. So anyway, what what's your what's your thoughts? What is that kind of what you you read about the story? Um. um so the there's a there's a book. It's called the. Um, the missing, the missing Diary of Richard E. Byrd by a guy named Jeff Douglas, and it's G-E-O-F-F. Um, of course, it's independently published, and it is supposedly the the diary that his son, his son shared uh, with with who with his person or, or, or with uh, the public, whatever. So. Yeah, it, it's basically the same uh, as what you're saying. Um, he also uh, claimed to have seen a, um, well, this this book says that the diary says he claimed to have saw a, um, something that looked like a mammoth before, you know, right when he was over that green pasture or, or jungle type area. Um, and it also goes even further and says that after he was taken over by the two craft on either side that he actually landed and he was taken inside this place and, and met with a, a person, a being, whatever, that told him that they were really concerned about all of the, um, 
all the war going on and the atomic tests and the bombs and Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Um, so that's, it, it, I read through some excerpts from the book and it, it, it to me, I mean, you know, I'm a big fan of um, uh, old pulp fiction and it read a lot like that, you know, like somebody writing in their diary, which a lot of pulp fiction is like that. It's like, I, I can, I only have a few minutes to write down my last statement of what's actually happening to me, you know, and it's, right. you know, uh, right. but it almost sounds like that. So whether it's fiction or whether he's actually got the diary, um, they, they have something they don't, they may not have, um, exactly what they say they have, but it, it sounded pretty interesting. I'd like to get it. So it's available on Amazon. I think it's a print-on-demand book. It's only like a hundred pages, um, mm. ten bucks. So I may, I may try to get a copy and just read through it and see. Well, I, I thought it was pretty cool, uh, you know. And I did hear that part too, uh, you know. And I, the the cool thing was, is I got, you know, I looked at some of the pictures of the guy, and I mean, dude, he's a, an admiral that went to the Naval Academy. And he spoke about this stuff openly. And what I find weird about it is back in that time... So this guy was also a World War One hero. Right. You know, he was... Uh, Admiral Byrd uh, fought in World War One, and uh, apparently was just... You know, I don't know what you... The shit, if that's what you want to say. Yeah, I mean, people loved him. He, he was great. Um, there, um, most of this... Not only from the diary, but I have also found that when uh, the Soviet Union fell, the KBG declassified a bunch of documents that also report this same event. Yeah. Um, so, uh, as bad as it was, the Cold War going on and everything uh, with uh, the Soviet Union and Russia were not buddies. I mean, we weren't... You know, when going over, we weren't all getting together and drinking beer on a Saturday night. But at the same time, uh, everybody, I guess, was uh, anti-German. You know what I'm saying? So um, you put some differences aside sometimes. So the KBG or KBG K, what is it? Did I say that right? K, KGB. KGB had investigated KGB. this. Yeah. <laughs> KBG had investigated this, and uh, and uh, they they basically uh, the stories are almost identical. Now, all of those documents that I found are loosely uh, translated from Russian to American by somebody sitting in front of a computer like me. So who knows if that's right or not? I mean, and I did not. Uh, have the time to actually copy that over into like Google Translate and try to get a real translation of it. And somebody may have done that already. I'm sure there is. I just, I didn't find out about those KBG doc, KG, good Lord, I'm messing that up. I didn't find out about those documents until actually probably about 30 minutes before we were fixing to start recording tonight. And I ran across it on something else. And I thought that, that added a little more, um, Oh, I don't know. A little more, uh, what do you call it? Believability to the story. I mean, it made it a little more, hey, you know, you've got you got a, a secret. It's basically the same thing. They're the basically the same thing as the CIA in America, correct? Sure. 
and um, or the NSA, whatever. Or the NSA, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're spy agency. So that they declassified some documents that had that in there, I thought was really cool too. Um, and there's also some other stories that maybe it was his son that, but about uh, seeing crafts come up out of the water, finding um, what they found were like um, appeared to be caverns under the ice where maybe cities were were, were at or whatever, uh, which totally reminds me of that. Um, that weird thing I found on Google Earth a while back and sent you. And, of course, I found it on a Reddit post. And you could literally go to, the, to Google Earth and zoom in on this, and it showed like a, um, I don't know, like an office building or something. And there was a cityscape, if you looked out. Yeah, you know, and green grass, and green grass. And, and the thing is, you could go inside that building. Now... I don't know why on Google Earth it had a spot you could go inside the building. But now that I've done it a little more, there are some that you can go inside of uh, of buildings. So, um, well, regardless, this whole thing kind of has a little bit of everything. You know, it's got the um, Antarctica, it's got the whole hollow earth thing, you got some Nazis, possibility of aliens. Um, you know, you tie it all in with the UAP thing that's going on right now with those. Uh, those crafts that are like they see them hovering out over the ocean and all of a sudden they just dive underneath the water they're gone right flash down so you know it, it, there's a lot of things there a lot of threads that you can pick out and and run with with this but um if you're looking more for the um the actual you know factual stuff that's been released there was also a 1948 documentary of this whole expedition Called the Secret Lane. Their photographers did it, and it actually won the Oscar, uh, the Oscar for Best Documentary in 1948. But you can stream that now. I'm pretty sure. I, I did read that it was on Turner Classic Movies. I don't have that. Hmm. Um, it also listed Peacock and Netflix, but I, I don't know if it's on there or not. But I'm sure you can find it streaming somewhere if you wanted to watch it. Well, that's pretty cool. I, I didn't I didn't know that. I uh, I literally ran across this. Um, uh, I originally wanted to, um, I was trying to think what I would really want. I, I've got a um, something I ran across on YouTube, um, and I wanted to do that topic tonight, but I just couldn't find enough info on it earlier in the week to start gathering information, and it's um, it was called uh, Operation Slam Dunk. Slam dunk, uh, slam dunk. Uh, or maybe Project Slam Dunk, uh, one of those two. But that that'll be for a, another time. But it, um, I, I think it'll be a pretty good topic too. Uh, but without getting into that, uh, Antarctica is a, and I, and I don't want to take away from the story, but there's something strange going on down there. Oh, it's fascinating. There's all yeah. kinds of. Yeah, that um, have never even been reached, or if they have been reached, they're not telling us about them. Right. So the, apparently, there was also uh, during this time a uh, a weird line found from the South Pole to the North Pole. Hmm. Okay. I don't know that. Uh, so I read this. It's it's like a a line 
basically going straight, just straight up from the North Pole to the South Pole. And um, everybody has wrote that off as a contrail. Okay. Well, an average contrail from a plane normally dissipates in a maximum time of 30 minutes. So, so the scientists figure if it is a contrail trail, then whatever left that contrail had to have been traveling faster than Mach 10. Mach 10 is like 70,000 miles per hour. And it would have had to have been going faster than that for the contrail to have lasted 30 minutes. Uh, and that was around the same time that this happened. And... You didn't even have jets in the 40s. You had, um, everything was prop planes. You know what I'm saying? They were, they were yeah, prop planes back then. Kind of stuff, so yeah. There was nothing that would do um, TM. So, um, this guy, here's the thing. He was a, a war hero, and, um, everyone's quickly, and you think about back in, in the 40s, it's not like in today's time, most people trusted the government, especially in the United States. You trusted your government. You trusted your politicians because the Cold War was going on. There was all kind of stuff. You trusted what your news people told you, what your newspapers told you, uh, what you heard on the radio. You trusted that information. But this guy tells this story and everybody is quickly to distrust him. Right. To not, to discredit him. And I don't think that is, um, you know, it's like if anybody tells something that is out of the normal, then your, uh, your, your credibility just kind of vanishes. Well, anything that disrupts the narrative or what you believe to be true you know, it definitely makes you an outlier. It makes you uh, not necessarily an adversary, but it's somebody, hey, I need to be you know, cautious about what this person's saying. And, you know, it's not it's just right. not jiving with what we already know, you know. And I do think in in today's world that is changing somewhat. Yeah. But uh, on with the story. I mean, he, he wrote this. He comes back. Uh, he tells the story. Later, his... Uh, um, Diary is released by his son, uh, and then you you brought up an interesting fact about his son, uh, and I'm gonna let you tell that part because you you done more research into that than I did. So his son, which so, is almost exactly the same name, right? It's actually their name. It's Richard E. Bird, and it's Richard Evelyn Bird, which I've never heard that as a male name, but. Richard Evelyn Bird Jr. and Richard Evelyn Bird III. Now, the third is the guy that was on the expedition in 1947, 1946-47. He died in the interim, he died sometime in 1988. Um, his son put him on a train to go from, um, I think it was Boston to Baltimore to attend this this thing given by the National Geographic that was honoring his father. Um, of course, by then, in 1988, he's a fairly elderly man. So he put, his son puts him on the train. He's supposed to meet the, the son's wife in Baltimore. Never shows up. 
and he's found several weeks later uh, dead in a warehouse um, in Boston. Um, you know, in rags, basically, just really shattered, tra- tattered clothes. And the way that they identified him for sure was that, <laughs> I don't know why this was. I, yeah, they, I thought this was him. weird, too. They identified him by um, some sort of a, a, a tag, a name tag that was sewed onto his underwear. <laughs> yeah, I read that, too, and I was like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe underwear theft was a thing back then, man. Yeah. Uh, but now... Uh, the the son did say that um, the father had had some you know forgetfulness maybe he didn't say he had Alzheimer's or anything like that but I think the cause of death was said to be Alzheimer's and you know um, exposure or malnutrition or whatever because he basically went three three months but and the, the sad thing is is he um, like the manager of this warehouse had seen the guy and he ran him off. And then, you know, a few weeks later, he, he goes, he's in the warehouse, he's looking around, and the, and the dude's in there dead. Um, so it's weird. It's just a weird, if he was the one, if the son, the one that died in 1988, is the one that released the father's diaries, and then, you know, he just mysteriously vanishes. Right. Dead in a warehouse. Now, I know you said he was fairly elderly, but didn't I read he was, he was like only in the 60s, right? Well, I don't know how old he was in 1947, but that was 40 years later. I so thought it said had that, to have been. I'm thinking at least in his 70s. I thought I read 68 uh, in that article that you sent me, um, and I may totally be wrong on that. But I thought that's. I thought it said 68, um, and I was like, well, you know, he wasn't that old. But of course, now there's also. And off of the story just a hair, it, there's also a difference. 68 in 1988 is different than 68 in 2023. Well, true. I mean, a lot of difference. Yeah. Um, um, let me see that. Oh, yeah. 1998, 68, you were... Uh, <laughs> you had the foot in the grave, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says uh, that eight, the uh, Associated Press article on it says... Uh, Bird, 68, left Boston on September 13th. So he was 68 years old right. uh, when he died. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I mean, you know, 68 was, yeah, it was different back then. I, I don't want to be knocking on death's door at 68. Hopefully I'm not. Um, Let's hope not. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's kind of that story in a nutshell. There's not a whole lot more to it. I think it's weird that something happened to someone that released the docu- uh, the documentary or the um, the diary, the diary yeah. later on. Um, I, something happened to him. There's right. even a reported three hours of missing time that in his mind, uh, you know, that's almost back to our time slip. Uh, episode we done a while back. Did he time slip somewhere where there was better weather and 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 um, a different uh, you know a different dimension and then time slip back in and That's in it, interesting. and then in our reality all we saw was uh three you know three we saw three hours of missing time but in his perspective it was like thirty minutes. 
Right. What? Yeah, now that's kind of interesting. Yeah, and I mean, and then on top of that, there, um, there's just no... Um, the plane could not fly that long with the fuel it had in it. Gotcha. So, you know, they're they're already organizing search parties to go out and look for him. And I'd say if he'd have been a regular, just a, a pilot, I don't know what rank you have to be to be a pilot in the Navy, I think a captain. I mean, I'm not saying they wouldn't search for you, but an admiral, man, they're, a, they're freaking... Like an yeah, admiral is like as high up as you're going to get in the, in the Navy. I mean, I... Right. It, you know, I know there's different star admirals you can get, but um, um, I'm just saying it was a um, very very weird. You know, they were getting search parties ready to go searching for him, and then he shows back up, like in the same area where he disappeared. Right. So he either went through some type of portal, or he was, I don't know, grabbed by some alien ships and... Uh, transported somewhere, uh, just uh, maybe there's some. Obviously, there's time missing. Maybe there's actual time missing that he just doesn't. I don't know. Know about? I don't know. I don't know. Um, really, really weird. I think there's a lot of weird stuff. Um, going on in Antarctica. Well, and here's something, and you know me, I'm I'm into you know, horror fiction and pulp fiction from back in that time period, especially um, H.P. Lovecraft. Mm -hmm. So H.P. Lovecraft wrote a story called At the Mountains of Madness, and it's about this expedition to Antarctica. They're supposed to be drilling core samples and et cetera, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, and they discover in their core samples, um, like, fossils that shouldn't be there. And eventually, you know, there's just weird things happen, and eventually the two of them end up flying over this, this mountain range, and they find this enormous city that's completely abandoned, um, you know, been left there. Obviously, it's not of um, human origin. The, the architecture is weird. It makes them feel weird to look at the angles on the buildings and things like that. And uh, as they explore this thing, they come across these murals that explain the history of this place. Anyway, if you're looking for a really interesting take on this whole thing, At the Mountains of Madness is a lot of fun. Uh, it's a great, it's a really, it's not a long book, but it's it's a lot of fun. Hopefully, someday it'll get made into a really good movie, but um, hmm. a lot of fun, a lot of interesting stuff. I love stuff like that, you know, ancient civilizations, um, especially Antarctica uh, or Egypt, any of that stuff, but, you know, the stuff, the, whatever's in Antarctica that we haven't discovered, because it, it probably was a tropical uh, tropical continent at one time, and now it's all ice. So there's stuff there that we've never seen, that nobody's ever seen. You know, it's it's there. There's there's stuff there. Whether it's a city, whether it's just you know fossils, we don't know. But all right, all kinds of interesting things there. Right, right. And I, I mean, yeah, it, I mean it, it's it's crazy. There there there's something there. So. Basically, every country in the world, my, my opinion on it a lot is, every country in the world, um, they want to be the most powerful country in the world, no matter what your, your take is on it. And I think this story uh, kind of leads into that. So, 
Operation High Jump was go down there and let's see what the Germans are doing. Right. Let's see what the Germans are doing down there because we don't want them claiming land in Antarctica before we get a chance to claim land in Antarctica. So, or they just wanted to make sure there wasn't some big you know, German base down there that was still active. That, right. You know, maybe it could right. cause problems down the road. But it is so weird that we do that and in and now there is an a there's like an Antarctica agreement that every nation not just NATO every nation on the face of the earth has agreed to that says we will use Antarctica for exploration purposes only no one will claim land down there but there's restrictions Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can book a cruise to Antarctica, but you're going to go to the edge of a little part where there's a little tourist thing set up. You can't get off there and decide, hey, I'm going to hike across freaking Antarctica or, or, or you know, grab a, a, a ATV or whatever and head off and explore Antarctica because it's not allowed. Right. You, you can't do that. So there's something being hidden in Antarctica. Um, whether that's, uh, I, I, I don't know, whether it's extraterrestrial, whether it's, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, and I thought this story, I wasn't trying to lead into Antarctica because I think Antarctica is a, uh, episode all of, uh, all of its own. Oh, um, sure. This story was really, really caught my attention, but it also... It also opens up that can of worms right there that of Antarctica and what's going on in Antarctica. I, I, I while I was researching this, I ran across. Um, now this is, I know somewhat about the story, but someone, somewhat not about the story. Um, back uh, when Fitbits got real popular, um, back in the. Um, you know, I, I guess it was like 2016, 2017, 2015. People started wearing them. And then, like, later on, they started getting, um, uh, 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 you know, like, GPS location available. And people started, like, uploading their uh, fitness tracker, Fitbit, whatever it was, uh, up to the cloud with their GPS location to show... To show what the what the, where they ran, where they exercised, where they rode a bike, you know what I'm saying, sure. and it basically uploads, hey, to your little group that you're competing with. I mean, it's competition to make you do better and better, uh, more physical. So um, apparently, a Fitbit exposed a um, secret military base in Antarctica. Oh wow! Uh, it GPS mapped the entire thing. And the users that had it, and uh, it it apparently showed uh, stuff that uh, people they're like there's supposed there's not supposed to be anything there in Antarctica, but now Fitbit has uploaded all this data, and when you attach it to Google Earth and pinpoint the locations, it's in the middle of Antarctica where there's supposed to be nothing but ice. But no, people are out there running, and so it would have to be, apparently, when you go to this area and you look on it, there's no, um, 
like you can't see uh, anything. So it's something that's underground there. It's not one of those little, you know, you see all these little bases they build that are like up on stilts and they're like metal shipping containers or whatever. Uh, I, I see a lot of this on like um, all TikTok or, or uh, Instagram reels or whatever where people are like, hey, we're, you know, I'm living in Antarctica for six months and um, hey, look, it's midnight right now and it's completely sunny outside. Or they'll do the opposite of that. Hey, it's uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and it's totally dark, and this is the way it's been for six months. So you can do a little uh, look into that. and it, I mean, it also apparently exposed some other military bases. Uh, there's like Area 51, a uh, map of that, uh, 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 Afghanistan, a secret base somewhere over in Afghanistan that it uploaded. So immediately, people started saying, "Hey, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna we're Fitbit get that the hell off of the internet." That's what the military said. Well, by that time, people had already downloaded screenshots, you know, of they had already done all that. So the data's there. I mean, you know, the data's there, and now I'm sure there's some type of GPS blocking for that area. That uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm sure now that that wouldn't happen because of, of there's some type of GPS blocking or something for the areas sure. that this is. But, you know, there's just something there. And maybe flat, earther, maybe flat earthers are right. Maybe it's just a big ice wall, and if you climb over it, you'll fall off the side of the earth, and you're gone forever, dude. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's let's hope not. But yeah, well, I'm not gonna go climb it. So you know, I, it, I'm at the age now where somebody else has to do that, and I got to sit behind this microphone and talk about what somebody else does. Right. Like before, I would have went. I would have been like, "Oh, cool, I'll go do that," but not anymore. But uh, I think Admiral Bird got the raw end of the deal on this, and then. Um, and then people started writing him and probably his son off as you're crazy. Sure, you're crazy. You know, you know, dude's got um, dude's got um, Alzheimer's or dementia or whatever. Because at that point, they don't want people to know what's out there. I also think sometimes it could be as simple as. There's so many government agencies out there. Let's say I'm just going to make something up. The CIA, let's say, they're the ones that are running whatever's going on in Antarctica. And they're so undercover and deep that the military don't even know about that. So they launched their own investigation. And because there's so miscommunication uh, or not well communication between the branches of the government... Hell, the military has no idea. Sure. So then the CIA is like, what the hell are they doing flying over here? Put a stop to that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, call him crazy. Tell him if he tells anybody we're going to lock him up for life. And um, he can't be doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, really, I think, I, think, right, yeah. I think it's that way. Because, you know, as small of an organization as we work in, um, sometimes there's miscommunication like that. We'll be moving forward with a project that got stopped 
and somebody forgot to tell us, even though we were the leaders of the project. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Uh, I mean, it happens. Hey, it is what it is. So, uh, I didn't mean to get off of Bird, but uh, what do you what do you think on it, man? You think Bird's for real? You think he's? Uh, you think he lost his mind? You think? Um, Something happened to him, and uh, you know, I, I, I would like to read that book uh, that supposedly you know published his diary, um, and just just see what all it says. Yeah, yeah, I, I would like to. I would like. I don't know if there's any kind of documentaries or anything on it, but I'm gonna look for that because I'd like to see it if there were. I also read uh, one theory. I don't know where I found it, but I read a theory that said. Um, Anytime you're in a northern or southern extreme hemisphere, you're going to see something like, um, well, like if you go to the North Pole, Alaska, you see Aurora Borealis, you know, the northern lights. Sure. So apparently there's the same thing in the southern hemisphere. Right. But I don't know what it's called down there. Maybe it's called the southern lights. I don't know. Probably, yeah. Uh, but um, apparently that is all like a electrical activity causes that. And one of the theories, uh, of course, now I, I'm one that thinks this theory is probably horseshit. It's just somebody trying to cover something up. But one of the theories are uh, the electrical uh, interference caused issues with, uh, basically made him hallucinate. Right. So, but hallucination doesn't uh, explain three hours of missing time. I mean, it just don't explain that. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, it's a it's a really weird story um, that I think people, I just, I feel like people just forget about this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, they just forget about it. Hey, this happened a long time ago. Hell, let's move on. We're, we're living in a very interesting time. We are. And there's a lot of cool things going on. And, um, Ow! That hurt. Um, anyway. Ah! It seems like there's an alien in um, Dave's studio right now. Yeah, there's... I don't know if it's an alien as much as it is maybe like a gremlin. Or oh, I saw, I saw that werewolf behind you earlier. Yeah. So anyway, I'm, I guess I'm done with uh, Admiral Bird. Uh, glad we're we're back on on scale now. I think we'll, we'll hopefully have her other every yeah, couple weeks. Get back on the on the train and get everything going again every every couple weeks. And yep. See what we can do. Yep. 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 Um, everybody, make sure you follow, like, give us a five star review. Whether you like us or not, you can always go back and change it or, or review us later. We just need to get our numbers up. You know, I mean, and then also uh, follow us on social media. You can find all of that info on thepatternisfoolpodcast.com. That's our website. We'll put some links to some of our articles up there. Uh, if you're interested in vintage toys or comic books, hit us up. Also, patternisfoolpodcast at gmail.com. 
Find us on Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I guess we finally need to start doing a TikTok for its band. Yeah, so, we could, yeah. Yeah. TikTok. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we're out, peeps. Are you done, Dave? Yep. All right. We'll see you, Princess Cthulhu. Is that what yeah, it's called? That's Princess Cthulhu. Princess Cthulhu, we'll see you next time. She's definitely causing madness and hysteria over here. <laughs> All right. Till next time. Patterns Fools signing off. All right. Take it easy. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Pattern is Full, where we explore the unknown and mysterious phenomenon of our world. We hope you enjoyed this episode and your mind has been opened to the hidden patterns in this universe. Be sure to tune in next time as we dive deeper into the unknown. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Your support helps us continue to uncover the mysteries of our world. Until next time, keep an open mind and keep searching for the patterns in our world. The Pattern is Full is signing off.